Hey, good morning. It is about a quarter after eight on this Thursday, October 10th, and time for Taste Test Thursday here on 95.3 DNH. I'm your host, Adam Owens. Good morning. And everybody join me in saying good morning and welcome to Aaron Esselman. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning. How are we doing? Very well, thank um, you. Aaron Esselman of Esselman's Sewer and Drain. You are the, can I say, the proprietor of the business? I am. Owner, operator, something like that? Correct. So, um, sewer and drain, not exactly a glamorous industry, but I got to say, you make it look pretty good, dude. Well, we try. <laughs> You've got a good crew working with you? Uh, great crew. And uh, and I think we're going to learn all about uh, the business, what goes <laughs> the business, what goes on behind the scenes and under the ground uh, and on the trucks and how you kind of got started with it. Um, there's a pretty good story here to tell. So let's let's kind of start with, with what I start with everybody, uh, Aaron, and that is kind of what's your what's your childhood like? Where did you grow up? You from around here? I am. I grew up, uh, I was born and raised in Narrowsburg, New York, and then uh, for a short time moved to Beach Lake, but now I live over... And we operate out of uh, Muller Road, which is over by Bethel Woods. Oh, I know Muller Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, hang on. I have a question about Narrowsburg real quick. And maybe sure. what, Narrowsburg and Lava are two separate places? Correct. Okay. Two separate but towns. they're adjacent, right? They're right next to each other? Uh, correct. Okay, okay. But they're different towns. No, I believe they're both the town of Tustin. That's is... it. Right. Okay. So in New York, there's like the town of Tustin, and inside Tustin, there's Narrowsburg, there's Lava, there's Dutch. Correct. Da, 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 da. Right. Town of Delaware, there's a few different. Ta- Correct. Uh, now I'm starting to see the picture. Okay. Okay. So Lava is sort of part of the Narrowsburg family, but. Correct. It's part of the town of Tustin. All right. That, that makes sense. Okay. So you grew up in Narrowsburg. And uh, do, now in Narrowsburg, does Narrowsburg go to Sullivan West? Uh, yes. Okay, yes. but but when you went with now Sullivan West got a rebuild like ten years ago, fifteen years ago, some correct. Right? I was the last uh, graduating class of Narrowsburg so, before they merged to Sullivan West. So actually, oh, so Narrowsburg had its own joint, its own school. Correct. Okay, okay, and 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 you were the last one before. Correct. My class was the last one. So was the, so there were were there other classes in the building with you as you graduated that year? And then, Absolutely. And then everyone was, went to Sullivan it was West. K through twelve. Okay. It's K through twelve in one big building. Correct. And is this the building that's now what's it called? The Narrowsburg, the Union, or whatever it is. It is. Ah. Oh. I was just there yesterday, uh, unclogging a pipe. Doing a job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how the tables have turned. Okay. All right. So uh, you grew up in Narrowsburg. Went to was it? What was it called? Narrowsburg School. Narrowsburg Central School. Narrowsburg Central School. And Narrowsburg has done like a. It's kind of kind of. It's getting a little hip and cool these days, isn't it? Absolutely. Was it like was it like that back in the day? Uh, I would say so. I enjoyed it as a my childhood. Um, what was the what was the sort of like I don't know. I, well, you weren't going to bars when you were in high school or anything like that. But what was the seat? Was there there was a bar in Narrowsburg, wasn't there? Way down the end by the lumberyard. What's the village pub, that, I believe. That's it was the called. place. Yeah, it's, I think it's closed down, but I think yeah, that's it, it, kind of a cool place. Um, okay, so. Uh, Beach Lake, you, you kind of moved just across the river, right? Stone's Throw? Correct. Uh, and uh, what did you do? What were you doing for work, like, right out of school? Right out of school, I worked for a guy building street rods and then what? Uh, building uh, 32 Willys street rods, you, 32 on. Fords. Wait, hang on. A I'm sorry. We, I didn't even realize this was – actually, I did realize this was part of your life, but we didn't – street rods? Correct. Explain what this is. It's like, uh, you know, you ever see like a three-window coupe or a five-window coupe? Like a really old Made school out car. of fiberglass. Like, oh, we like would a... literally build them from scratch. The Whoa. frames, everything. And they look like old 1930s Fords, right? Correct. But they're like hot rods. Correct. Big motor, a lot of engine, big differential in the back. Like Absolutely. Big tires, big rubber. Now, do they race these things or do they just show them off? Some do. Okay. Some just show them off. Some don't e- build them and don't even drive them. 
just you know, be garage queens, trailer queens. They absolutely. Say. Um, and you, so you were in the business of building these things. Did you? I mean, what did you drive at the time? What was your car? Are you into cars? Oh goodness, <laughs> uh, no, it was nothing fancy. I think it was a Grand Marquis. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but you were building these things from the ground up. So it's a lot of body work, and it's also mechanical engine stuff, right? Uh, yes, it, it was. Uh, some things were hired out, but yes, there was a lot of different things. Oh, cool. uh, and that was just for a very short time. Okay, and then what, where'd you go from there? And I, uh, my uh, older brother was doing uh, septic work for, I would say, maybe 15 years at that time. Whoa. And he got me a job with another company uh, doing septic work. So basically... Uh, and the- that's where I fell in love with... Uh, you know what we do? Yeah. So, so the septic work, generally speaking, is the the uh, the pumping out of full septic tanks. Right. It's also the, what the installation of new septic tanks. Yeah, unclogging somebody at three o'clock in the morning. Okay. Yeah. So they can flush the toilet. It, whatever it involves. What the, the, what's the cliche? It's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. Absolutely. And I gotta say, dude, you do it with a smile on your face. You really. I enjoy it. I, that, that's that's clear to me. So so, but you were you got started working for somebody else. You're on your own gig now, right? I do. So we'll talk about how that happened. Uh, my guest is Aaron Esselman from Esselman Sewer and Drain. Uh, grew up in Narrowsburg, New York. Uh, lived in Beach Lake for a while. Now you're over by Bethel, right? Yes. Su- Sullivan County. So Cushecton, uh, that neck of the woods, something like it's that? It's Cushecton, It yes. is C-O-C-H-E-C-T-O-N. Huh? Yes. Pretty good, right? Absolutely. Pretty good. And not many people. You show that word to somebody who's not from here, and they go, what? <laughs> it's like, okay. Um Okay, so building street rods, pretty cool, dude, got to say. Uh, working for somebody else, doing the septic thing. And what were you doing? Were you just driving truck, doing running the pump? That's actually where I got my CDL license, and I, I started pumping tanks. I was doing jetter work. Um, jetter, jetter work? What? A jetter unclogs a pipe, or it's like, used to maintain a, a sand mound. Um, it's like a high-pressure nozzle thing? It's all it is. is a big pressure washer. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. I dig it. With dig a it. special tip on the end of it. Um, and so you're working for somebody else uh, doing the sewer, the, the, the sewer and drain thing. And then uh, you, you were telling me you got to working for New York DOT for a minute? Yes. Actually, I, uh, I for a while, I left uh, the other company doing mm-hmm. the septic work, and I started out doing my own thing. And before that... That didn't take off right away, so I got a job with New York State Department of Transportation. So you were doing, so you were doing your own septic thing, but it was only what, like a couple of jobs a month? Correct. Oh, okay. okay. Correct. But then, so New York Department of Transportation, what, like pl- plow truck? Yes. In oh. the, well, from the, in the winter, we went on what they call shift, uh, where there'd be a night crew and a day crew. Yep. I was on the day crew. We, I worked from five thirty in the morning till two in the afternoon. Okay. Um, and if it was snowing, then I'd start at one thirty in the morning. <sighs> so then all 24 hours were covered. Wow. And then up and down the same highway <laughs> all so night what, long. Like Route 17? Yeah. The quick one, way? 104 to 109. Exit 104 to 109. So you were driving one of the big trucks, huh? A double wing plow truck. So it's got the two plows kind of on the side? Correct. That's not, the, And then I've seen those trucks in an arrangement. Now, did you ever do this where, I don't know what the word is, but where you, you, you sort of, you have two or three of them running kind of side by Echelon. side. Echelon. Echelon you, plowing. You clear the whole highway in one swoop, right? Yes. That's pretty cool. And then, uh, so big plows on the front, and in New York, they put salt behind the trucks, right? Yes, straight so, salt. Straight salt. There's none of this none of this brine, none of this, like, tractive surface, you know, nope. crushed stone business. Straight salt. It's ice <laughs> melt, basically, right? <laughs> um, and it comes out of, a, like, a machine, like a hop. There's a big hopper on the back of the truck, right? And yes. there's, like, a there's a little like a little sprayer on the back. How does that work? 
It's uh, just got a spinner, and then inside the uh, the box of the truck, there's a belt. And okay. inside the cab, there's what they call Dickie John. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. What? It's called a Dickie John. I'm just going to believe you on this one. <laughs> well, it's a computer, and okay. you type in exactly how many pounds per lane mile you want to spread. And they usually the trainers will set them so there's only four different options. That way, they don't want you using All your more salt. salt. Exactly. So it's like a what the state wants. spread speed controller, kind of. Correct. Sort of like that. And is there like a, is there like a, like a, I don't know what, what the, but like a, I can't say it on the radio. Is there a button that just dumps like the whole thing out or, you know, like goes super speed or something? There's a blast button on the side. So if you have, say, a frozen puddle yep. in the middle of the highway or something, you could hit the blast button and it'll, it's exactly the name. It's, it'll blast it with salt. It's like afterburners on a fighter jet. <laughs> Except and in salt. five seconds, it's melted. How much salt do you think they go through? I mean, I, I don't expect you to know the answer to this, but a lot. I mean, I couldn't even guess. They, they just they just truck it in all summer long. Some storms, I alone use sixty ton. Sixty ton? Yeah. And a ton is two thousand pounds. But yeah, and that's driving in a probably a twelve hour. Wow. So you'd be out there for twelve straight hours on a snowy day when there's overtime. Yeah, we could stop and come in and get coffee and yeah things and stop for five minutes, but more than like like uh, more often than not, you're driving, you know, a lot of miles flat out, thirty miles an hour all night long. Right. Yeah, you're not you're not exactly going very fast. No. Um, <laughs> okay. So let me ask you this: Do you have advice for people who are sharing the road this winter with plow trucks? Like, if you see a plow truck on the road, what's your advice as a, as to, to people driving cars? Just be very cautious around them. Good. That's good advice. It's very hard to see out of them. Right. You've got all the plows in your way. You're way up high, but you've got like, there's a lot of, tr- there's a lot of truck around you, right? Yeah. All right. So big shout out and tip of the hat to everybody who's getting ready for the winter season to drive plow for uh, New York and PennDOT. Um, or my guest, Aaron Esselman and I will be back. So Aaron, I kind of want to take a, take the turn here and talk about how you transitioned into owning your own business. Cause this is, this is no small task for anybody to start a business. And especially when you're involved with like, machinery and big trucks and other people like that um and there's yeah there's there's a lot to tell so we're going to take a break aaron and i will be back as taste test thursday continues here right here on 95.3 dnh all right we're back on taste test thursday here for this uh Thursday, October the 10th. My guest this morning is Aaron Esselman from Esselman's Sewer and Drain. Uh, number one in a number two industry, you say on the radio ads, right, dude? Yes. <laughs> it's a great it's a great logo. And um, you guys, as far as I know, are the, uh, no, the, you don't, you're not supposed to use the word cheapest because when something is cheap, it's like you're the least expensive uh, sewer sewer pump out in, in the area. That, what do you charge for the basic sewer? sewer? It's 275 for zero to a thousand gallons as long as the septic lid is exposed. Okay. And, that's, and the only uh, reason behind that is we just don't want the truck there for two hours while we're trying to dig off a tank or locate a tank. The truck's work is just doing the pumping. If the guy is out there shoveling exactly. or schlepping or whatever, it's wasted time on the truck. And it has to pump a lot of tanks to pay for itself. At, especially at 275 a pop. That seems that seems pretty cheap. Or it's, I'm sorry, inexpensive. I'm sorry, I just used the wrong word. I believe it's a fair price. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people agree because uh, these days you are up to your ears in, in, in work. Yes, we're doing everything we can to keep up. So I want to talk about how you transitioned from uh, New York Department of Transportation. You were driving plow for them for several years. Uh, and this is actually kind of a, a little bit of a more serious chapter in your story. So can you tell, tell me what happened as you, as you got out of that? Well, I w- uh, even though that was a great job, it 
definitely wasn't for me. I was never the type of person to go and do the same uh, same job over and over every day. That same stretch of 17. I always knew what I wanted to do. I just, it was very hard for me to do it. So uh, with that, my entire life, I struggled with being addicted to painkillers and alcohol. Oof. So it finally caught up to me in 2013. I got two DW two DWAIs in one week. Whoa. They took my license. They revoked it for life. Your CDL. My class uh, B CDL. They yeah. revoked it for life. For life? For life. Wow, they do not mess around. In 2024, I can appeal it. Okay, but they might. But that's just... if that was the least consequence I have to pay, yeah. that's fair with me. Yeah. I didn't hurt anyone, thank God. That could have been a lot worse. And you're, it, you're still standing. You're still here. It actually got me into an 18-month rehab where I completed and have been sober since. Hey, so good job. Good job. Good for you. When that, once I was out, yeah. I told my fiance that if I was ever going to do a business, now is the time to start because I had the clearest mind I've ever had. Got a really good head on your shoulders after that. And then God has blessed us and took us from doing one job a month to doing, we're doing uh, <laughs> a couple hundred jobs a month. <laughs> wow. So, you know, and then we have the five other five other guys work with me yep. doing this, two of my brothers. Cool, family business. Love yeah. that, love that. And the, my one brother has been doing it longer than I have. He, he's the one who first got you into it after he'd been Correct. into it for so long. And okay. my other brother is absolutely phenomenal on the excavator, doing all the uh, doing all the excavating work. And then uh, I have uh, another driver that's phenomenal yep. that just started with us. So I have two pumper trucks going did full I, time. Did I see you have a new pumper truck? We just got a brand new 2019 Peterbilt. So no, wait a second, but you have no CDL, so you can't drive. Correct. It's Oof. It's very uh, humbling experience, but again, if that's the only repercussion I have to pay for my actions, yeah. well worth it. Wow. My guest, Aaron Esselman, uh, owner of Esselman Sewer and Drain, a great team uh, working. Now, what's the, what's the sort of radius that you serve? How far out do you go? I would say about 75 miles of uh in new york wow okay that's that's a pretty that's substantial and uh what it, uh, zero to a thousand gallon tank 275 dollars to pump it as long as the what did you say the the cover is exposed correct okay and that's something is that something a homeowner can do just take a shovel out if they know where the cover is oh absolutely okay um so and we no, suggest that really you recommend ahead then of time it saves people money money and time and money time is money okay so Wait, so you're not driving the trucks. Are you going on the calls, though? Are you helping out, or are you just working yes. at a computer? I do uh, all the estimates, as many service jobs as I can do, and uh, you know whatever needs to be done. And you've maintenance to the trucks, yeah. maintenance to the equipment. So you know, if, if a truck breaks, I mean, do you, ha you, can, you can fix it, or you can at least do your best to get most of it fixed? I do, but I also have a backup plan. Got to have a backup uh, plan. The guy that runs the mechanics department, New York State Department Transportation, comes and works for me at my house and fixes them if there's anything. That and you can't get when to. When I first started out, I had an older pumper truck. Yep. We've spent many of hours laying on, under that thing on the side of the road. So <laughs> oh, no. So this new one has got to be luxe, right? It it's got to be like a nice... It's what, like a Christmas present. What color? Or do, you, do you have them all the same color or what? Oh, we do. Go or, on. Uh, bright orange cab with a gray tank. Nice. Okay, so if you see a bright orange cab, gray tank, sewage truck, that's one of Aaron's rigs. 
Uh, and in 2024, you can appeal that CDL prohibition or whatever it was. And they're, they're not guaranteed to give it back to you necessarily. No, but, but there's can, a chance. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, it sounds, dude. That's all I need. <laughs> that's a, I got to say, that's a, it's, it's a, that's a tough story. It must've been tough to be part of. Um, I really, I got to say, congratulations. It seems like you came out the other end of that as good as anybody could ever hope to do. So well done. Thank you. Yeah, well done. Um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about the process of pumping a septic tank. This is not exactly the most glamorous job in the world. Someone's got it. It's got to get done. Um, and I've, over the years, any anytime I've encountered anybody, I'm thinking about uh, uh, the folks over CJ's Portable Restrooms, like anybody who works in that field, so to speak, they are some of the nicest freaking people you will ever meet in your life, and they love their job. So clearly there's something good going on here. What's, now I'm not a homeowner, so I don't quite know, you know, the ins and outs of a septic system. Can you kind of explain it to somebody who does like, who's never seen, is it just a big tank that sits underground? Uh, you could, depending on how many bedrooms are in the home, if it's not on city sewer, right? then they go like one to three bedrooms would be a thousand gallon tank. A four bedroom home would be a 1250 gallon tank. Okay. A five bedroom, 1500 gallon What are the tank tanks so made on. of? Are so they concrete or are they plastic? They can be plastic. They can be concrete. Uh, poly, which I believe is the same as plastic. Okay. All right. So, but it's, it's a buried tank. Yeah, and it's fed by the, everything that flushes, everything that goes down the drain, and the, the kitchen sink feeds it too, right? Yes. But so a thousand gallons feels like it would. I mean, if I don't know, you know, you take showers, baths, do the dishes, do your laundry, and use the bathroom and all that. I feel like a thousand gallons would fill up quick. Is it? it does it overflow into the? It's ground? the amount of solids to the amount of liquid in okay. the tank. Once you get over uh, one third solids. That's when you need pumped. That's when you should be pumping it. So does the liquid, some of the liquid drains out of the tank into the ground surrounding the tank or no? Depending on what type of absorp absorption field that you have. Okay. It could be a sand mound, which is the raised mounds in your yard it's or literally an in-ground. It's a pile of sand covered in the lawn, basically, right? <laughs> yes. More or less. A little and, bit. <laughs> okay. And it absorbs. So it, it acts almost like a, like a sponge, maybe? Kinda? Well, the sand is filtering the water before it hits... Uh, to the original chisel plow, and then it absorbs into the... Uh, the original earth. chisel plow? Oh, the, <laughs> the chisel plow, it's what you do to the ground before you build the mound. Oh. It's, uh, you know, you pretty much all it means is you're raking it with the teeth of the excavator to uh, scarify it. Oh, okay, kind of uh, rough it up a little bit. Yeah, correct. Okay, so so actually, so the first step of installing a septic, and you do installs too, right? You would install a fresh We're system? We're a full-line septic company. So you actually, so in addition to the trucks that you have that pump, you have excavators on hand somehow, right? Do you rent them or do you own them? Uh, no, we, uh, when starting out, I rented them all okay, yep. from Marshall's Machinery, yep. and now I... Uh, now we were fortunate enough to be able to purchase some. Are they also bright orange? They were. They were. <laughs> now they're a little dirty. One's got 8,000 hours and the other one's just over 1,000 now. And uh, and so the excavator is uh, it's the tank, tank treads, right? Yes. And it's just the single articulated arm with the bucket on the end? Yes. So like, uh, like a backhoe has the big bucket on the front and then the articulated arm in the back. Yes, they're like... They're not made for digging. They're, uh, they're made for digging. Little bits. But they're like the uh, like the thing of a past next to a digging with an excavator. A proper excavator is how you dig a big hole. Uh, how how What's the time frame? Like, let's just say I called you up and I said, you know, I need to have a septic installed in my house. Like, is this a two-day thing or is this a week-long thing? If the design is already made, uh, we 
complete any job within 14 to 21 days. Okay, so that's that's sort of the time frame. Um, yes. And you, uh, so someone, like let's say somebody buys a piece of land, they want to build a nice house on it, they need to get the, the septic handled, there's like this perk test thing they do, they have yes. to have a design for it, but then you guys come in, assuming there's a plan, Yes. What about designing the plan? Is that somebody else's forte or is that for yes, you guys? Yes, we hire different people to uh, do the design work for us. Okay, and then you come in and do the heavy lifting and the digging yes. and the schlepping and all that. The, the, so the excavator, the ex, when the excavator comes in and, and digs a big hole, what happens to the stuff that it digs out, like the big pile of dirt that is now gone out of the earth? What, what do you do with that? Well, it depends why we're digging a big hole. Okay. If we're putting in a complete system, then you we could potentially screen it and use it for berm dirt for the mound being okay. built. Or a lot of times we just haul it out of there. Okay. Um, and then uh, let's see. Do 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 do. So what? This this is a no, this is a tough question. But I was going to say, what does a homeowner expect to pay for a complete system? And that can depend, right? Every job is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, yeah. And that's part of the reason I love the job so much. Right, you were saying every single job is different. A new challenge with every scenario, rather yeah. than the same stretch of Route 17 back exactly. and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Exactly. Um, okay, so let's just say now uh, I'm a homeowner and I need my tank pumped, and I call you guys and you come in. Um, what do you do with the stuff you pump out? Does it go to the sewage treatment or what? Well, yeah, it goes to Wyoming Valley. I okay. was going to make a joke and say the Delaware, but that's not. <laughs> that was, that's not he's uh, only joking, friends. He's yeah, only joking. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, everything, just... We take everything to to a sewage treatment plant out in Wilkes-Barre. Okay. And uh, it's, uh, it's quite a far ride, but it's a very, very good plant. They're open seven days a week, 365 days a year. And that's kind of how you can do your seven days a week, 365 days a year. Yes. So I hear the radio ads, and you say there's never a charge for nights and weekends, like if there's an emergency overnight. You can't be serious. I'm absolutely really. And they the big thing is that not many people realize is ninety percent of our work come between the hours of five p.m. and ten p.m. at night. That's when our phone rings the most. I I believe. And when it. we answer, people really don't have much to say. They're like. I thought I was going to get an answering service, so they didn't know yeah. what to say to us. <laughs> They're like, oh, I actually have to have this, I get to have this conversation. Yes. Whoa. Okay. So, um, what, I mean, yeah, what's the time frame? What's the turnaround between the phone ringing and the truck showing up? That all depends, too, on our schedule, but usually within a day or two. Cool. Very yeah. cool. Okay. So, it's, yeah, short, short note. I mean, and that's the thing, too, is a lot of people, this kind of jumps on them unexpectedly. It doesn't seem like something a lot of people are prepared for. Is there a sort of a schedule you can tell people to think about? Yeah, anywhere from two to five years, depending on, you know, usually it's three to five, but then some people, the Airbnb is becoming a big thing. Yeah. And if you keep putting 10 people in a house right. all week long, every week, of course it's going to have to be pumped sooner than if a family of three lived there. Right. You know, that so makes it all depends on, you know, you have to be have your due diligence to monitor. There's it. not like a... You know, in, in your car, you have a nice little fuel gauge. tells you how much gas you got left. There's not, there's nothing like that for septic tanks, is there? No, we have a sludge judge that we can tell. <laughs> Sorry, what? you've got good names for the stuff you do. It's so, called a sludge judge. Okay. You dip the tank with it. It's a clear plastic tube. <laughs> and it shows the amount of solids Solid, to the amount yes. of liquid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get it. Wow. Okay, well. It's got a little check valve on the bottom, so when you bring it back up out, you can just Dump it, it right drip. back in? Yeah. 
drain it right off. We're talking to Aaron Esselman, <laughs> uh, owner-operator of Esselman Sewer and Drain here on Taste Test Thursday. Okay, Aaron, we got to talk about food now. Okay. <laughs> okay, so go and get what you go and get what you brought in. Aaron, Aaron uh, is on the hook to bring in one of his favorite foods, so he's going to get it set up here uh, right on this main counter right here. And I'm actually going to turn this mic right between us. And oh my god, dude. Um, okay, well here, let's take the saran wrap off. What is this, Aaron Esselman? I this. Uh, it turns out that my my uh, sister-in-law is a chef. And she made this from scratch. Oh my goodness! This looks like a cheesecake, like like I've never seen before. Is it a cheesecake? I believe it is some sort of cheesecake. <laughs> it looks That's like, what I was told. It's a it looks like a sort of a caramel turtle cheesecake with some chocolate brownies on top of it. There's maybe some walnuts in here. Your sister-in-law? Yes. Well, what's her name? For, for Amber she? Cookingham. Amber, you deserve an award, lady. What is, and there's like some caramel sauce on this? So what, is she like, just anytime you're looking for something sweet, you go over to her house? I told her what was happening, and, and she she's made like, it happen. I'm making this. I don't even want to cut into this. this is, Aaron, this looks oh. amazing. Hang on, I'm gonna take a picture. Yeah, grab that knife, it's over there somewhere, right? Unbelievable, here, wait, give me a big thumbs up in the background. Nice, love it, love it, love it. Yes, okay. So I, oh wow, now what about, hang on, we got some plates, oh, I got, I got a bowl here, we're gonna go for that, and we got some silverware, I don't, this is prettier than a picture, dude, this is so, so, okay, so we've got cheesecake, with a nice crumb crust, loaded with like a caramel sauce on top of it, and then these, just, it's like, it's like a whole pan of brownies got cut up and put on top of the cheesecake. It's like we heard you like cheesecake and brownies, so we've just combined them both for you. I'm gonna try to cut into this thing. It's amazing. Wow. This is like, is this what you oh my gosh. Is this life for you? Is this what it means to to work at Esselman Sewer and Drain? Like I, it's I, not. It's not. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. But I can tell you this that I try to have her over for dinner as much as possible. Understandable. Nice. Okay. So here, look. We're just gonna split this piece between us. You want some? You gonna have some? Here. Sure. Boom. Look at that. Wow. So I don't know if you do. You, I love cheesecake. Oh yeah. Oh, dude. I'm a big fit. What do you think? She's good at her job. Really, so this is her. She's chef for work. She works for Center for Discovery. Oh, I know Center for Discovery. Wow. Well, I'm just gonna do a little more photo documentation here. We gotta. Try, I gotta try some more. Okay, so. The, cheese, the cheesecake itself is like thick and heavy and rich. The topping with the brownie business, dude. Oh my god. Mmm. Oh wait. Yeah, there's... Dude, there's pretzels on this. I'm see, do you see these little... Right there? Yeah, is that a pretzel? I believe that is a little pretzel stick. <laughs> yeah. What's her What's your sister-in-law's name again? Amber Cookingham. Amber, lady. Mmm. You deserve an award. Mmm. Stick with it. Really good. Oh, wow. So when you were doing plow trucks at 2 in the morning, and you would stop for a snack, what would you get? Whatever was open. Whatever was open. <laughs> right, yeah, that hour of the day, it's like... But usually if there was a storm out, nothing was open. Right. So you really, you'd be on your own out there. We would go back at our base, office. Base camp, yeah. Yeah, and just make coffee there or bring lunch or oh, whatnot. Goodness. Oh man! All right, my guest is Aaron Esselman from Esselman Sewer and Drain. The cheesecake. Uh, we we need to. I don't know. We need to issue some sort of an award for this. This is really really good. This is really good. You did, you did a good. You you know you did a really good job because 
you outsourced <laughs> your 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 food. You you knew you you knew to go right to the pro. And absolutely, you brought you brought in the good stuff. Wow, Aaron and I will be back now. I have something to share. I got to say, it's no, it's nothing like what you brought in. I'm sorry to say, but it, it'll be pretty good. <laughs> All right, taste test Thursday continues in just a minute here on DNH. <laughs> We're back on the final segment of Taste Test Thursday here for this uh, October the 10th. My guest is Aaron Esselman from Esselman Sewer and Drain. Uh, number one in a number two industry, says the commercial. It's a pretty good line, actually, I got to say. Thank and, you. <laughs> you. You guys do really good work. Uh, thousand gallon tank or less, $275 to pump it. Correct. What's the, what's the number to get in touch? How do we reach you guys? Our phone number is 845-798-5959. 798-5959. That's 845 area code. It is. All right. And uh, you're right, because you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're in Coshecton, but 75 miles from Coshecton is basically what you'll serve. So that comes yes. way out past Honesdale, too. You do Absolutely. a lot of work in the area. Um, okay. Let's see. A couple of things I want to talk about. So let's see. Do you have any, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm always interested in like sort of tips and tricks that you know that you'd like to pass on to homeowners, people who own septic tanks and systems. Is there anything you can, any advice you can give? Never use Ridex. Tell me, tell me, that tell me, is, tell me. So what's, Ridex is like a chemical you dump in your toilet or something? Ridex is probably the most well-known chemical to put into a septic system. So what's it supposed to do? It breaks down the sewage in the septic tank. Okay. But what ends up happening is the sewage ends up going into the absorption area. Oh. And so it you want clogs the, all the perforated holes. You want the solid material to stay solid. Uh, you want it to stay in the in, solid in tank. In the solid tank. Otherwise, there's no point in us coming to pump it. Got it. And then what will happen eventually is your absorption area will stop taking water and then you'll because you're it. you're sending it solid material kind of that's been broken Into down a little the bit absorption area. So don't mess around with Ridex. That's straight from the source. Aaron Esselman's advice. Okay, good. So I'm glad and go on. The best treatment to use is baker's yeast for bread, and it only costs like a dollar fifty a packet. And, a, and, a, and yeah, and you can see. Ridex is maybe thirty to fifty dollars for a box. So when what you're saying baker's. Baker's like yeast the, for the, bread. The little Fleischmann's yeast packets. Correct. You're saying just tear one of those open and, and dump it in the toilet. You put that in your septic it? system, it does a world of good for it. No kidding. Like, How much of this are we talking about doing? Like once a month or once yeah. a year? I Once a month would be fine. Just a little packet of baker's yeast. Correct. Dude, I'm glad I asked. Okay, good tip. Good tip. All right, so we're at the final part of the show here where I bring something in to share with the guest. I am a sucker for anything new or unusual, and I'm a sucker for junk food, too. So I found this um, this uh, brand of chips, um, Uts. It's a fairly local brand of potato chips. They have all kinds of cool flavors, and they've got these these crab chips, which is basically um, chip seasoned with like Old Bay seasoning, more or less. Like they don't taste like crab meat at all, but they taste like I don't know crab boil. But then they did these flavor mashups where they combined two of their flavors in one bag. So this is smoking sweet crab potato chips. What do you think? Very good. You want to try? Sure. Let's dig in. Okay. Uh, this little that. Okay. So here, grab one or two. Let me. I'm gonna take a picture of the bag too. We gotta do a little publicity for this thing. Hang on. And uh, and you're gonna tell me what you think in just a second here. Let me do a little bit of this. Uh, okay. Uh, photo op. Okay. All right. Now, if you don't like the sound of chewing, you may wish to turn your radio down momentarily. Um, Aaron, what do you think, buddy? I don't think they're that bad. They're not bad. 
Are they great? Definitely not my favorite. Not my favorite either, I'll be honest. Smoking sweet crab. So this is supposed to be like a barbecue slash Old Bay flavor. I can taste them both, I guess. I don't know. I will say the chips are crunchy, right? Here, let's do, do, do one more. Let's do big crunch right into the microphone, okay? Hang on a sec. Wait for me. I'm going to do it too. Ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> All right. That's Kettle Classics. Smoking sweet crab. Not the worst. Not the best. You got a favorite flavor potato chip? Sour cream and onion. My dude. I love a sour cream. Now, do you like the the sort of standard thin crispy potato chip or the uh, thick crunchy kettle potato chip or the sort of ridge potato chip? Uh, the thin. The thin. Yeah, I kind of, I'm on the same page with you there on that one, I think, too. All right, so we've talked about potato chips, sewage systems, and cheesecake. It's been a pretty good show. But uh, Aaron, I have some bad news. <coughs> We're out of time. It's that time. It's that time. We did good, man. This was fun. Thanks a lot for coming in. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. One more time. What's the number to reach Esselman Sewer and Drain Service? It's 845-798-5959. 845-798-5959. That number, you might not need it today, but when you do need it, that is going to be and an important number. 24 7 And there's never a charge for nights and weekends. Really? Not a, di- not a dime, not a penny, <sighs> nothing. Good. Yeah, you have you have a pretty good story, Aaron. I enjoy what I do. I, I I can tell, and that that goes a long, long way. So thank you so much for making the trip in. Good luck out there. Stay safe and you know relatively clean. I guess I don't know. You just yeah. thank you. Adam. <laughs> yes, you bet. All right, my guest uh, Aaron Esselman joined me this morning from Esselman Sewer and Drain. Taste Test Thursday is available as a podcast. If you missed today's episode, or if you'd like to listen to it again, or share it with a friend or a neighbor, just go to uh, your favorite podcasting site like Spotify and search for Taste Test Thursday with Adam Owens. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook as Adam Owens. I'm going to post a link to the podcast, and I'm also going to post some of the photos that Aaron and I took this morning in the studio. We had a really good time, uh, and uh, I've learned a lot, too. It's one of my favorite parts about Taste Test, aside, of course, from the food. So, my friends, uh, until the next time we talk, stay safe, be good to each other, and uh, take care of your septic system, yeah? Yeah.